0: With families falling apart left, right and centre, it's all too easy to look at our family and imagine that it's beyond the point of no return. But that doesn't have to be the case. God is on your side and the time to act to bring your family back together isn't tomorrow. It's now. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works Today we're heading into the final message in this series called How to Stop Your Family from Falling Apart. Because believe it or not, your family, yes, yours, matters to God a lot. So let's dive straight into his word. Here's the thing about people in our families. You see, we generally know them better than anyone else does. Why? Because we live with them. Most of us can put on a facade that will fool people out there, but none of us is capable of maintaining that facade 24 by 7 at home. Eventually at home, who we really are comes to the fore. The people in our families, they know our strengths, they know our weaknesses like nobody else. You may be listening to my smooth voice and imagine that I have it all together. (laughs) My wife could tell you otherwise. I try my best, but I'm far from perfect just the way that you're far from perfect. So we see all the strengths and the weaknesses of the other members of our family, but because we live with these people, their weaknesses and their failures and their limitations, let's call those for what they are, their sin, even just their differences, the ways in which we're different, they become like Chinese water torture. Here's how Chinese water torture works – Back in the 15th and 16th centuries AD, they would tie the subject down, immobilise him, and then start dripping water on his forehead. Now they'd vary the timing and the intensity without warning, and this would go on for days. Eventually, it felt like there was a brick falling on the victim's head, and it became completely unbearable. It was that constancy, the repetitiveness and the unpredictability of the drips that caused the victim such great distress. See, just simple, small drips of water became totally unbearable. And that's what so often happens with the weaknesses and the failures and the sins and the differences of the people with whom we live. I was having coffee with a man recently, and he was telling me something that his wife had done which has driven him absolutely ballistic the other day, into a complete fit of rage. He'd had enough. He just couldn't take it anymore. Now, the thing that his wife did, in and of itself, can I tell you? It wasn't such a big deal. But they've been married for going on to 30 years and she's been doing this same thing over and over again, this same thing that completely frustrates him. It's the Chinese water torture thing, you see. I wonder, what are the things that some of your family members do over and over again that drive you to anger and despair all at the same time? Often they're just really little things. For instance, I'm one of these people who has a place for everything and puts everything back in its place. Now, that seems entirely obvious to me. That way, next time I need it, I'll know exactly where to find it. But you guessed it, my wife and my daughter, they're not wired that way. It doesn't seem important to them to put the sharp kitchen knives back into the knife block in exactly the same order each time, so that when you reach to the knife block, the one second from the top is the smaller carving knife, not the bread knife. It's not important to them when they borrow a pen from the pen holder in my study to put it straight back again so that I'll have something to write with next time I reach for a pen. Now, that that doesn't make them bad people. They're not. I love them both, and and truly, they have strengths and abilities that I never will have. There are things that I fail to do that they simply can't understand. But, But this whole knife thing and the pen thing, as small and insignificant as those things seem to be, They used to drive me absolutely around the twist. How can they not get it? Well, they don't. And they probably never will because they're different to me. So here's my choice. It seems to me that there are three options with which I can proceed. Option one is I continue to get angry with them and tell them what a bad job they're doing at being a wife and a daughter. Option two is to hold my tongue, say nothing, but still harbour that anger and that resentment inside. And option three is to forgive them immediately and completely. Which one of those do you think is the best option? It's pretty obvious, isn't it? Option one is going to tear us apart. Option two is going to tear me apart. And option three is going to promote family harmony. And let's face it, which slot in the knife block the knives go into is hardly a big issue, is it? And I do, quite secretly, have other pens in my top drawer when all is said and done. Now see, these examples may seem trivial to you, and they are. But they have the potential to create an enormous amount of conflict in our household. And I'm guessing that you have some of the same things, equally trivial, equally inconsequential, that set you off too. And because they've been done by your family members over and over and over again... You are so touchy, so sensitive to them, that when they happen, you could just about scream. Am I right? Pretty sure I am. What is it that your family members do or don't do, say or don't say, that make you want to scream? Come on, just think about them now. You'll know what they are in an instant, because you're so attuned to them. It's like you're almost waiting for it to happen so you can go off like a cracker, right? Right. So when those things happen the next time, which option are you going to choose? Option one, get angry with them again and tell them what a bad job they're doing at being family members. Option two, hold your tongue, say nothing, but be the victim. Let the anger and the resentment build up inside you. Or option three, forgive them immediately and completely. Which one will it be? And when you choose that option, what will the consequences of your choice be? Here's the reason that unforgiveness is so toxic in a family context, because it's cumulative. It's like that Chinese water torture effect. Drip, drip, drip. Each drip magnifies the impact on you and the consequences of your actions. And that unforgiveness, each time it happens, is like it's, it's like wedges being driven between the family members, slowly, inexorably, tearing the family apart. Friend, before you know it, This family that should be a close-knit, loving unit, blessing from God, is a collection of warring tribes with no love, no common purpose, no sense of family, no intimacy, no joy left in any of it. So if unforgiveness is tearing your family apart, there's just one place for you to begin. Begin by forgiving people instantly. In fact, you can even forgive them in advance, anticipating the next drip-in-the-water torture And even before it comes, neutralizing its effects on you. Forgiveness based on tolerance is what keeps families together. Forgiveness, your own and your example to others, an example that they will surely begin to model and follow, is what's going to stop your family, my friend, from falling apart. Listen to what Jesus said. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. You see, with the judgment that you make, you indeed will be judged. And the measure that you give will be the measure that you get. How come you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but you don't notice the log in your own? Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there's a log in your eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your eye, and then you'll be able to see clearly enough to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 to 5. Come on, Jesus is absolutely right, isn't he? He precisely describes the pattern of unforgiveness and judgment that goes on in our families. We behave on the premise that they're wrong and we're right, not realising that we ourselves have a distorted view of reality because we're so driven by the emotion of the Chinese water torture thing. This whole forgiveness thing starts with us. Let me rephrase that. This whole forgiveness thing starts with you in your family. It starts with you examining your flawed judgments and reactions. How can you judge others and conclude that they're wrong simply because God's wired them differently on the inside? I'm getting in your face here because this is what Jesus is saying to us. How can an encourager judge a leader and conclude that the leader is flawed just because she's not an encourager? And yet that's exactly what we do in our families and we build up layers of unforgiveness simply Because God's made that family member who's annoying you different from you. And those layers of unforgiveness, let me tell you, are going to tear your family apart. Do you want to stop your family from falling apart? Then forgive each one of them quickly and completely. And all of a sudden, you mark my words, they'll see the wisdom in what you're doing and they'll start doing the same. That's how you stop your family from falling apart. Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. Hey, the Word of God is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. I'd love to send it to you, and it's completely free. Each day, you'll receive a life-changing scripture, together with some words of inspiration, hope, and encouragement from me, delivered right into your inbox, where you can choose to read, listen, or indeed watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Or, if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. Remember, God's Word is the power to change. It's fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump on the website freshdevotional.org you'll see the Fresh devotional sign-up waiting right there for you. Or if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed Fresh devotional. That website and toll-free number again are freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. So go on, head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh We pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. Well, over these last few messages, we've been talking about how to stop families from falling apart. And here's the thing with this whole marriage breakdown and family breakdown thing. It doesn't happen overnight. Nobody gets married with the aim of having their marriage fall apart. Nobody brings children into the world with the intent of seeing them grow up and leave the family never to return. Nobody nurtures a family with the express intent of seeing it disintegrate in front of their very eyes, do they? Families don't fall apart overnight. It's a gradual process. It begins with distractions, other things, seemingly important things, even apparently good things, start to crowd out our family times together. And so we go our different ways and do our different stuff. We forget to connect along the way, and then we're not as close as we used to be or as deeply connected as we used to be. Before you know it, the members of our family, yours and mine, start living separate lives. Now, as kids growing up, they're meant to have their own lives and it's good for a husband and wife to have some different interests, things they do apart from one another as well as together. All those things are fine until we stop connecting on that deeper emotional level. Why do we do that? Because we're tired, because we're distracted and sometimes because connecting with people we love hurts. What? Love hurts? Sure it does. Whenever we love an imperfect person imperfectly, that person is going to hurt us. Whenever we're loved by another because we're imperfect, we're going to hurt them. And after a while, those hurts can become deeper and deeper. We talked before the break about that whole Chinese water torture effect. And so what we do is we retreat into our shells and and we hide from the hurt. And there you have it. Instead of connecting with our loved ones on a deep emotional level, we now have a family that's disconnected. We now have a family that is ready, poised in fact, to fall apart. The process has begun. Talking about this stuff, I'm so deeply conscious that some people have recently been through that and some may well be travelling down that painful path of families falling apart right at the moment. Perhaps your adult children are going through it at the moment in their families. When families fall apart, it is deeply, deeply painful. Here's the reason why. Because a man and a woman, when they fall in love and get married, they have hopes, they have dreams for their futures together. They start their marriage with a great sense of anticipation and hope and joy and romance. When they bring their children into the world, they they have hopes and dreams for them too. And all of a sudden, when we come to that point of realising that our family, not someone else's, our family is on a road to destruction, that realisation robs us of our hopes and of our dreams. There's nothing so devastating as to see your hopes and dreams shattered at your feet. I know, I've been there many years ago now, but I remember that sense of hopelessness as though it was yesterday. Of all the pains and hurts that I have experienced in my life, hopelessness is by far the worst, by a country mile. Whilst we live in the here and now today, we're always looking forward to the future, aren't we? And when the things we'd been hoping for in our futures start to look unattainable, it devastates us. So so what do you do when that happens? Do you give up? Well, a lot of people do. A lot of people simply resign themselves to the fact that their marriage or their family is going to fall apart. Or in cultures where husbands and wives don't really get divorced, they resign themselves to a lifelong marriage of, of separation and isolation under the one roof. In a sense, it's the impending sense of failure of a family that causes way too many people to withdraw their efforts to hold their families together way, way too early. What I have to say now is specifically for anyone whose family has fallen apart, is in the process of falling apart, or maybe will one day start falling apart. And it comes from Martin Luther King Jr., who once said, "'Only in darkness can you see the stars.'" When the night is the darkest, that's the time you will discover the stars, the treasures in your family relationships that are worth saving. So many people in those dark places give up their hope for their family. They fail to look up and see the stars. They stop fighting to keep it together. They go the way of convenience, as we do in a disposable world, instead of the hard road of fighting tooth and nail. If you are in a dark night at the moment with your family... I want to tell you this, don't give up hope. The Apostle Paul had more reasons than most of us to be hopeless about his future. The guy had walked down a tough road. People tried to kill him. He'd been imprisoned, flogged, beaten. Um, There were riots when he preached. He was shipwrecked, bitten by a viper. He spent years on death row, chained to a Roman soldier, finally to be executed. And right, right there in that dungeon, this is what he writes about hope. Romans chapter 12, verse 12, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Hope is that thing that lives in our hearts, that believes in a better tomorrow. And when we see those precious stars on that inky black night in which we're living, hope is what drives our behaviour. See, if we give up hope, we stop doing all the things we can do to keep our family together. If we're rejoicing in hope, being patient in tribulation, being constant in prayer, we are going to go and do the things that we need to do to keep them together. But if we lose hope, we stop doing those things. In a very real sense, the moment you stop hoping for better things for your family, your hopelessness is driving one nail after the other in the coffin of your family relationships. But the opposite's true. In, In the face of a family that looks like it's falling apart in that place where it looks as though your hopes and dreams are going to be shattered, your future is going to be destroyed, you can continue to hope for better things. You can look at your wife or your husband and think to yourself, "They are so precious to me. I know it's not going well at the moment, but I believe I can make a difference here. And so your hope starts to drive your thoughts and your attitudes and your actions All the things that you can do and say and be that will bring your family back together again. Friend, when the night is at the darkest, whatever you do, don't give up your hope on your family. Because God is a God of hope. It's interesting, whenever the Bible talks about hope, the original Hebrew and Greek words that it uses, those words don't mean an uncertain or hit and miss hope. It talks about a certain hope. See, uncertain hope goes something like this. I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. But that's not what God means when He talks about hope in the Bible. Because when we hope in God, it's a certain hope, not a hit and miss hope. When it comes to our families, there's one thing for certain our God, the God who invented families, the God who brought you together, the God who sacrificed His Son for you, that God is in the business of reconciliation, that God is in the business of keeping your family together. And the most powerful thing that you and I can do when we begin to notice our families drifting apart is to place our hope in God, to take our family to Him in prayer, to pray for our marriage, to pray for our children, and ask Him to make a difference. Lord, show me what I can do. And Lord, please do the things that I can't do. From the very beginning, my friend, God took a man and a woman, He brought them together to be cleaved together with one another, joined in such beautiful intimacy as to become one flesh. And in so doing, to bring children into the world. What what a wondrously beautiful, stunningly magnificent plan. And that very same God will fight tooth and nail with you to keep your family together. Friend, if your family is going through a rough patch, place your hope in Jesus. And let that hope, the certain hope that you have in the grace and the mercy and the power of God, drive your attitudes, your thoughts, your words and your actions. And as Moses said to God's people, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. Families are, and always were, God's idea. It's a concept born out of His Father's heart. And let me tell you, when we get a handle on the incredible Father Heart of God, that changes everything. I mean everything in our lives. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet, The Incredible Father Heart of God. God's Word is alive and active, so I'm praying that through this booklet, the Holy Spirit will speak the powerful Word of God into your life, into your family, into your relationships. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your copy of that booklet straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that it'll be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. So many of us allow the important things in life to drift because we have so many urgent things that crowd out the important ones. But the truth is that not all of the things that appear to be urgent are You may have heard some of our recent messages in a series called Healthy Living to a Ripe Old Age, and I shared how for many years I ignored my diet. I did precious little exercise, I became quite obese, and I was really headed down a well-worn path to an early grave. My father died of complications related to diabetes at the relatively young age of 74. I was headed the same way. I told myself I was too busy to exercise. I I told myself I I travelled too much and it was too hard to control my diet. And so in my mind, I swept the whole issue of health, diet and exercise under the carpet and I kidded myself that it was just fine. The results of that stupidity, had I allowed it to continue, carrying an extra 25 kilograms or or 55 pounds of fat on my body, would eventually have been catastrophic. And the same is true of our family. We kid ourselves that it's not really a problem working all those hours and neglecting the simple pleasures with our families, eating meals together, having fun together, praying together. See, we kid ourselves that we can hold grudges and unforgiveness in our hearts towards our so-called loved ones, and it won't really make a difference. And all the while, the members of this precious family are drifting apart until one day you realise that for all intents and purposes, you're not really a family anymore. Let me put it quietly, yet plainly and directly to you so that you can make no mistake here. If your family is drifting apart like the pieces of ice at one of the poles as the warmer months approach, if your family is on a path to destruction, then you have to start doing something now. Now is the time for action. Now is the time to admit that there's something terribly wrong. And now is the time to take the initiative and to begin to do the things that we've been talking about in this series. Because God doesn't want your family to be the one that falls apart in your street. God wants your family to be the place that brings him glory, that shows other people what family should be. At some point we need to choose, is our family life going to honour God or not? It's one or the other. We can't be wishy-washy about it. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Now, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, Choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors that they served in the region beyond the rivers, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Friend, which is it going to be? Please stop kidding yourself. If your family is drifting apart, if you can see it happening, if in your heart of hearts you know it's happening, then eventually if you don't do anything about it, if you don't seize the initiative, it is going to fall apart. It's as simple as that. If we stand by and do nothing, no matter what role we have in our family, parent or child, brother or sister, grandfather or grandmother, if we just knowingly watch it happen and let it happen, then to be truthful, we have blood on our hands. We're as guilty as the rest of them in letting it happen. But it doesn't have to be that way. As we've seen in this series, the power of God is on your side as you set about doing the simple things that you can do to start bringing your family back together again. Because families are God's idea. They reflect the very nature of God. Father, Son and Holy Spirit living together in perfect unity for all eternity. God wants your family to thrive and to prosper and to be a loving place of safety and compassion and comfort. That's God's will for your family when we do our bit God will certainly step in and do his so what's it going to be? Just before I go there's something important I need to share with you So let me encourage you to give a generous tax-deductible gift to Christianity Works today securely online at ChristianityWorks.com or by calling 1-300-722-415. Again, ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ.